Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm John McEnroe. I'm Bjorn Borg. This is Martina Navratilova. I'm Mats Wilander. I'm Stan Wawrinka. I'm Leighton Hewitt. I'm Andy Murray. And you're listening to The Tennis Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Tennis Podcast on day one of Wimbledon. It is coming to an end. It is brought to you in association with The Telegraph. The Tennis Podcast is, as always, we are sponsored by the new home of the US Open, Amazon Prime Video and their excellent presenter, Catherine Whitaker, uh, also presenter of the Tennis Podcast, is here after her day off. We finally managed to get hold of her and she's gracing us with her presence, wrapped in a Wimbledon towel on the broadcast roof uh, of Wimbledon. Catherine and the reason you're wrapped in a towel is because what is it 7 30 at night as the towel flies off her shoulders and now she's covering herself up again it's because it's cold isn't it I mean you know it's beautiful blue skies but on day one in which Roger Federer has won serenely early on in the heat of the day in which it was said to be 38 degrees Celsius at one point Stan Wawrinka's won a four set epic with Grigor Dimitrov all this stuff's happened it's suddenly cold yeah, oh, there was a point today when I was so hot and sweaty I couldn't imagine ever being cold again. But here I am, sat on the broadcast roof in a lovely breeze, um, which I was desperately uh, hoping would come earlier. And yeah, I'm having to wrap myself in a Wimbledon towel, um, which which happily goes absolutely perfectly with the on-brand dress I've worn today. I have accidentally matched the Wim- official Wimbledon colours, which has been commented on everywhere I've, I've gone. As have I, with it's, my tie. Yes, you have. I feel like um, the kid that brings an apple for the teacher on the first day of school. Like, Creep, yeah, honestly. I know. Horrendous. I know. But anyway, the Wimbledon towel, it's like it was designed to go with my dress. It's yes. like it's sort of the official two-piece. Yeah. So we've had day one nearly. Uh, there's still a few matches going on, but all the centre court's done. Uh, court one's finished. Uh, Serena Williams has returned and won. So we'll talk about all this stuff. Before we get into that, we haven't spoken to you for a while, Catherine. Last time was the uh, final day of Queen. Since You're making then, me sound like a right part-timer, well, David. You know, one, one day off in six weeks yeah, I know well you've missed a show and we're all annoyed about it because we Frankie. wanted to know what you got to say about things especially when Andy Murray uh, went and withdrew yesterday you were down in Eastbourne first of all we'll just cover off Andy Murray very quickly because we didn't have t- time to talk about it with Simon Briggs yesterday but 
you were down in Eastbourne. You saw Andy Murray beat Stan Wawrinka, a very different-looking Stan Wawrinka to whom we saw today. Your reaction? Well, I I was surprised that he was in the draw at all on the basis of what I saw in Eastbourne last week, particularly Stan. the... Ed, ed, no, 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 uh, Andy Murray. Oh, right. Um, I've revised my opinion slightly on the basis of what we've seen from Vavrinka today. My my opinion was Murray was okay against Vavrinka, but Vavrinka wasn't up to much in Eastbourne. Um, a didn't fancy it, just couldn't r- really give it his all. Was was obviously partially impeded, partially just holding back. Um, I thought, yeah, Murray was fine, but didn't need to be much more than fine. And I th- I was. I found the performance against Edmund a worry. Um, I, I went out to watch quite a bit of it and I left feeling a little bit sad. I left feeling Murray's not going to play Wimbledon. There's no way he's going to play Wimbledon. Um, and then there he was in the draw. And then I thought, well, he's not going to pull out after the draw because he got such stick about doing that at the US Open. And then lo and behold, yesterday happens. I think it can only be the right decision. Um, I, I can't see away on the basis of what I saw against Edmund that he can possibly play five sets I don't doubt that he will do everything possible to be in a position to do that at the US Open and the Australian Open I desperately hope that that will be the case what I guess happened is he was in a bit of denial wanted so desperately to be able to play here and perhaps maybe someone close to him sat him down and said Andy don't do this I don't know that is pure speculation but I can imagine that having happened reading the stuff that Simon Briggs wrote late last night he got chance to speak to Andy Murray with a pack of the other reporters and and it it certainly seemed as though what Andy Murray doesn't want to do is come back and just play for the sake of playing that's basically what he said if if I felt this was just my lap of honour at the end of my career fine but I actually want to be a serious tennis player I want to compete for this title and I don't want to play and just win a match and and then have to maybe withdraw from the next one it's funny though in his uh, press conference a phone conference he gave from his hospital bed uh, in January to the the journos after uh, he had his surgery at that time he said he was up for just coming he just wanted to play tennis yeah. again and, and I'm up for just coming back and getting those feelings and I don't mind being I think he used the example of being 30 something in the world but then really interestingly when he beat Favrinka last week in Eastbourne his first match back he said I'm not as happy as I expected to be that mm. quote really hit me and it's obviously a feeling I and I think a lot of people can relate to that sort of wanting something so badly and then when you get it the emotions not being what you thought they would be um but I don't know, something about the way he said it was quite profound, really, and made me, I don't know, it really struck a chord with me. And I thought, yeah, maybe he's realised that's not going to be enough. Um, so, goodness me, I, I hope we see him at the US Open. And uh, I really think it's the right decision on the basis of what I've seen and what I know. So, But having said that, I have revised my feeling uh, on where he's at a bit on the basis of what we saw from Vavrinka today because yeah. he's obviously up to more Vavrinka than I gave him credit well, for. Well, that was uplifting today. Yeah. I, I've just come off commentating on, on that match and um, 
he went five love behind did Vavrinka after 18 minutes uh, and and he was he was he it was like somebody had given him given him somebody else's legs he, we exchanged texts didn't we uh, expressing concern that it might be embarrassing yes. for Vavrinka yeah i mean it, we were all building this match up when it came out of the draw Vavrinka three time slam champion against semi finalist here dimitrov this is going to be epic and yeah after a set of it 6-1 Vavrinka it looked really ugly it looked as though this could be just six over one dimitrov first set. 6-1 yeah, yeah. Dimitrov, yeah. And and then he got a couple of good holds at the start of the second set and it was like he'd arrived. Suddenly the real Stan Wawrinka had just arrived. There was a resolve there. His legs suddenly looked as though they belonged to him again and were going <laughs> in the same direction as he was sort of pointing the joystick, you know, when you're controlling somebody on a computer game and then they sort of wander off in the wrong direction. You're thinking, what's gone wrong with the computer game? Well, that was what was happening with Stan Wawrinka. And suddenly he got himself back together and then he started to hit the ball with authority and, and he got inspired. That was the, the first time I've seen Stan Wawrinka get inspired since returning and he, he gives it that guttural roar and the crowd were really pulling for Stan. That was what really struck me and he won the next two sets in tie breaks. Just brilliant stuff and we saw some of the old failings of Dimitrov. The nerve went. He was serving for that. I think he was serving for the third set and, and basically I picked it. On air, and I thought he struggles with this stuff, and I wouldn't be at all surprised if what, he gets by broken. By this stuff, what do you mean? Of, of getting tight, of gripping the racket too tightly when he's serving for a, a big set or a big moment, and he 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 he, he can't free himself. Did anymore. his serve go? Because he struggled a Everything lot with double went. faults. Everything this, went, uh, Catherine. It wasn't. It didn't feel like double faultitis out there no. today. It was like he would press. He would press too hard, and the, the the contrast between him and Federer in the first match, where you just see the the loose grip that Federer has on the racket by comparison, the way he just flows about, and even after all these years, Federer is not getting stressed, and Dimitrov is. It's. That scar tissue is to, is there. What does he do now? Because that scar tissue is in that vicious circle where the scar tissue just keeps building. Well, uh, other, obviously, first quarter call, come and apologise to me for my having picked him to make the quarterfinals. I did. Oh, so did well, I. I looked at the draw. I thought he had a decent draw. Oh, I no. thought if he gets through today, I've had a terrible day on the predictions. You, yeah, we'll come on to that in detail. I've got in Sloane due course. Where does in Dimitrov go from here? <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> She's already out. Where, where does Dimitrov go from here? Quickly. Uh, I mean, look. He, to be fair to the guy, he keeps on putting himself on the line. And a year ago, he lost badly to Roger Federer here, and it wasn't even a match. And he ended up winning Cincinnati, and he ended up winning the O2. He was brilliant second half of the year, but he hasn't been not very at the good Sams, all year. Though. No, he hasn't not been. At the US really, Open. He's not been very good all year, to be quite honest. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, for for his sake and, and for those that enjoy watching him play, but. I am a, a glasses half full kind of chap, <laughs> no. as you may have gathered, and I am just thrilled for Stan Wawrinka because too. he was inspiring and he was brilliant. Yeah, me, I am too. Yeah, I've, I've, I think I've covered my impressions of him in Eastbourne last week. I actually thought in that that win for Murray over him in Eastbourne I was, I was sitting next to Gigi our seats were practically on the court they'd put out this additional press seating because there were so many more media in town after uh, Andy Murray announced that he was going to be playing there so we were practically sitting on the court whispering in very hushed tones and I said why isn't he celebrating more why you know this is what he's wanted all this time he's in a winning position he's you know even after cl- uh, there were a couple of classic Andy Murray rallies and and he just wasn't wasn't doing the clenched fist or anything and Gigi said and I think she's right it was out of respect 
for for Stan and the fact that Stan's obviously just not there. A mutual a mutual understanding of being crook, you know, being yes. physically crook. Yeah. Um, and you know, I found that sort of heartbreaking and wonderful and and lovely. And and I think Gigi got that bang on. So to see what happened today, as you say, uplifting for me, incredibly surprising. It shows you what what a a the type of player that he is relying mm. on inspiration yes. you know those those performances in in his three slam finals that he he's won okay maybe you take the australian out of the equation because of rafa and everything but certainly the french and the u.s just got inspired yeah. didn't he completely and, inspired and he brings the crowd with him yeah. along that journey and you, you could see them they were just sort of yearning for him to, to turn it on and, and boy he did he, he was brilliant today was with, with stan Wawrinka. On, on the center court as well today Roger Federer was imperious. We had this whole thing about his kit. I mean, I I don't think I've ever seen such a palaver made about a kit since 1991 and the first year that Andre Agassi played this tournament and he came out onto centre court having spent years saying, I'm not going to wear white. No, no tournament is going to tell me what to wear. And then he unveiled the most pristine all-white kit you've ever seen in your life and everybody was making huge uh, noise about that in the papers and on the radio and on the TV. And today... Well, he was wearing white, was Roger Federer, as we expected, but he was wearing a little badge on his shirt that wasn't a swoosh of Nike. And it was actually the word Uniqlo. Not a, not only not a swoosh, David, but not the RF. No. Not his trademark logo, which Nike still owns. Yes. Now, he said a line in his press conference afterwards that he hopes that Nike will be nice <laughs> and let him have that back. <laughs> I don't get the impression, David, <laughs> they don't that seem Nike like the, are going to feel charitable about that. They don't strike me as the nice type of People. Well, I mean, I mean, they might be nice. The but fa- look, I, I was are, chatting nice. to uh, to Oliver Brown from the Telegraph earlier, and I said, you know, we were speculating about the sums of money involved in that move, and I said, look, I'm sure there are astronomical sums of money involved. I've heard speculation about thirty million a year, not in any way confirmed, but those are the sorts of numbers that I've heard thrown out there. Um, but it has to have been about more than money. I don't believe that that is a purely financial transaction and decision that has gone on behind the scenes for Federer to leave Nike to leave his logo something completely synonymous with him you don't it takes decades to to build a brand like that decades and most players can't do it I mean even Rafa who has his own logo it's nowhere near as big and good logo though it's a great logo and it's huge I mean and you know as tennis goes and and personal it's amazing but in terms of international recognition, it's nowhere near the RF. Mm. I mean, that's as good as it gets. There, I what I I have set Oliver Brown the task of finding the story there, <laughs> Oliver, because there is a story. We task you with right. Um, incidentally, though, the um, the only sight of the RF logo anywhere to be seen today during that match was a on all the people that were surrounding our commentary box because there were dozens of people holding stuff up and wearing the RF cap, and also Roger Federer had it on the clear cellophane wrapper that his rackets come in. Well, the other thing is, I believe he's still wearing Nike shoes. Is he? Oh. Because a lot of pl- players do have separate shoe deals. Intrigue well, that about. strikes me as very odd indeed. Yes. I mean, the whole thing, I t- I'm telling you, there's a story there and I want to hear it. All right, fine, well, we'll find out. Uh, Federer looks as good as ever, frankly. I mean, he's 36. Oh, he, he didn't look like he's, he's dropped anything. But early stages, of course, and uh, Dusan Lajevic not 
the sternest opponent that he will face over the course of the week. It might be Marin Cilic if they get to the semi-finals. He was a straight sets winner today. I'll tell you what though, David, someone removed from his path is Borna Cioric. He yes. lost today. That he was did. a potential fourth round opponent. The champion uh, in Halle beat him in the final. Daniel Medvedev was yeah. the man who beat him and I he's had a tough time. Cioric had some treatment on his foot in the final set but still, uh, from what I've heard, I didn't see much of it. I don't think that injury was decisive in, in the match from what I gather. So that's a that's a tough loss for Chorich, mm. who suddenly seemed to be coming good on, on all the promise after a couple of stuttering years. So, yeah, he's still young, but that is good news for Roger Federer, who already had a pretty good draw. Yes, well, he does have, a, does have a good draw. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hello Tennis Podcast listeners, David here. Now you might know that I love a bit of cooking, and I think I'm quite good at it. But if I'm honest, even I get fed up trying to work out what to do every night. That's where Home Chef comes in. Being able to put together a delicious meal without the long prep and the cook times, well that's pretty cool. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. They have over 30 options a week and serve a variety of dietary needs, so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it's economical too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. Now, for a limited time, Home Chef is offering tennis podcast listeners 18 free meals plus free dessert for life and, of course, free shipping on your very first box. Go to homechef.com slash tennis. That's homechef.com slash tennis for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. You heard it right. Caroline Wozniacki sailed through. She was the second match on, on centre court, really played very well today. But really, I mean... The, the big story of the day was the return of Serena Williams. Third match on court one today. She was up against, I don't really know how to say this name, Arantxa Roos. Roos, yeah. Yeah, okay, of the Netherlands. It was a close first set. I mean, the commentary I was listening to from, from Jonathan Overend on, on Five Live, the gist of it was that she was just punching the air, two fists at points that... The sort of celebration she would normally reserve for title wins. But you can imagine that that is what is required in her mind. And that's how big a deal this is to be making this comeback the way she has. I mean, I was asked to, to recount what she's been through with her childbirth. And, and I, I, was, I looked it up to, to remind myself. And I, I didn't realise quite how close to just a critical, fatal even, situation this was and the blood clot she endured in, in, in childbirth and, and the six weeks she had, in, had to have in bed. I mean, it, it's just been a, 
an extraordinary ordeal that she went through physically and then the mental challenges and we were talking about on air how 10 years ago you would not have had that press conference that she gave obviously a now she's given birth so this is a big event in her life but 10 years ago you would not have had a press conference in which she laid bare her vulnerabilities and and the experiences she'd had and um and and the postnatal depression she'd she'd endured and and i just find it really quite uplifting that not only is her tennis now such a big deal the way she's approaching issues that everybody faces at one time or another or could face are being related by one of the one of the biggest names in in the world not not just in tennis or in sport one of the biggest names out there and just making people talk about these these important issues yeah i couldn't agree with you more um interesting that she um after all that speculation about whether she would wear you know an all-white jumpsuit at wimbledon and that, and that was all quashed um very interestingly by Annabelle Croft actually I think on uh, the Eurosport French Open coverage by explaining that uh, outfits have to be submitted by clothing sponsors 10 months in advance mm. to Wimbledon for, for, for approval that they meet a clothing standard so I don't know, coaches obviously don't have to do that because there's that little story about Jamie Delgado having to change his top on the practice court a couple oh of days ago um, but yeah so she was wearing uh, because we know uh, she explained that a big reason for the 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 cat suit as we're calling it in uh, in Paris was uh, they acted as compression types yes. compression stockings to prevent blood blood clots and um yeah, um, my mum's had a DVT and she doesn't let me get bored a plane without uh, a good pair, if not two, of compression tights in my bag. Good. Um, and so it's very, very important. And interestingly, here she was at Wimbledon. She obviously, the dress, etc., was pre-approved, but she was wearing um, flesh-coloured leggings, mm. which technically, David, don't abide by... Wimbledon's dress policy. Now, I've no doubt that that won't be queried by the All England Club for for various reasons. Um, but it's interesting. It does does it potentially highlight how potentially ridiculous the the policy is? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I I, I haven't seen this outfit. I have to say, I haven't seen the highlights today. I'll have to have a look. It's a normal white dress, and yeah. she's wearing flesh-coloured um, mm. leggings. You had to sort of squint closely. It was only on the close-up that you can tell that they're leggings. I, I have to see this. Interesting. Okay. But so, she was very, very good. Yeah. I, I thought... Um, it's difficult to tell, isn't it? Her, her movement was... she. It wasn't so much the speed. It was more the, the quickness off the blocks, the, the changing of direction um, that, that isn't quite there. But I was impressed with how uh, emotional she was in Paris that... It took until that Gerges match and to really kick into gear that yes. real emotion on the court, and then obviously ramped up in the, in the Barty match. But it was right there today from the word go. Um, and look, I think she needs to get better, to, a lot better, to contend for this title. But I think she will as she progresses through. Yeah. Well, great to see her her making progress. Great to see her back again, like Stan Wawrinka. Isn't it just nice to see these great players able to play the sport again? And and hopefully some more of these players will be able to do exactly the same. Venus Williams got a win today in three sets. You got a chance to speak to her afterwards. You're here working for both BBC Radio and BBC TV. You got a chance to speak to Venus. 
her, her press conference didn't go down particularly well with some of the writers I spoke to or read about. Um, I don't think she was overly engaged. Maybe she wasn't overly impressed with some of the questions. I guess yours must have been better, Catherine, because apparently yours went all right. Well, to be fair, she gave me a, a tip-off. She sat down for the interview in the, in the plush little uh, BBC TV interview room and she said, you know what, could you not ask me about how old I am <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and how many times I've played and how long I've been playing? And I said... Okay, fair enough. You must get sick of being asked it. In fact, the only thing I was going to ask you about that is how sick you are of being asked about it. And she said, yeah, I get that, but maybe just don't ask that question. Come up with something different. She said, be more creative. And I said, oh, goodness, I feel a lot of pressure to be creative now. And she said, we're women, we can do that. And I thought, you know, I almost leaned over and gave her a high five, but managed to uh, <laughs> managed to restrain myself. But anyway, I after the press conference, I, I buttoned down my hatches and, and prepared for a not particularly forthcoming uh, interview. But she was, you know, they weren't the longest answers in the world, but I did feel like I learned something from them. I feel like she opened up a bit. She didn't bristle when I asked her about Serena. Um, she gave a really warm answer about how proud she is of her sister. Real... You know, obviously she's going to say she's proud of her, but you really, there was a real glow in her face, you know, that mm. really told you exactly how proud she is. I opened up about how much she missed her, how tough last year was on tour without her. Um, and uh, I also asked her about the um, show called Scheduling Policy here at Wimbledon, which has been, uh, well, it was spotlighted last year, but The Guardian did a lot of pretty detailed scientific research into it and and uh, have, have proven what a, a bias it there has been towards uh, men's matches and Wimbledon have defended that on the you know the the old market forces argument and uh, Venus was completely instrumental 11 years ago um, in Wimbledon finally giving in and offering equal prize money here because they held out for a long time it's easy to forget now but they held out an awful lot longer than the other slams and it ended up with Venus writing an open letter to the Times she um, gave a speech which ended up being referenced in in Parliament I forgot actually that 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 issue was brought up in Parliament that's how far it went before uh, Wimbledon gave in so I thought you know she was asked about a couple of sort of vaguely feminist issues in the press conference and she was not being drawn at all David she was asked about something Judy Murray had said about you know uh, um, tennis needing its own me too movement she wasn't having that she was asked about um, a proposal to alternate you know why is it always the men's defending champion that plays on the Monday and the women's on the Chibats you should alternate she said oh I hadn't heard about that oh. so I was thinking oh gosh maybe she's just gonna uh, take the high road and uh, and not be drawn on this either and she said in a very calm measured way she said yeah I, I that's a shame um, I would like it to change and I'm, I would like to work with the All England Club on doing that and I mm. thought yeah great interesting Another person you spoke to uh, was Katie Swan, uh, the Great Britain player who got a fantastic win today over Arena Camellia Begu. And uh, young Katie Swan, this is her first real go at, a, at winning matches at this sort of level. I mean, that's a big win for a start. She's a good player, Begu. I don't know whether she was fully fit or, or not, or whether I it was just she a was, great by performance by Swan. I didn't get to see it. But, I mean, Swan, there's a lot of chat about because... 
she was a, a prodigious junior and now and then she struggled with injuries she's trying to make that transition and she's now guided by Andy Murray's management company 77 so how, what has she got to say? Yeah she was number three in the world as a junior oh she was delighted David really really delighted as you'd expect her to be but didn't seem to be experiencing any of the whole like you know it's a thing I've dreamed about since I was a kid and and how can it possibly live up to the expert it really seemed like it was living up to everything she she hoped it would be I'll tell you what it 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 wasn't a plucky Brit digging out a victory it was a 6-2-6-2 demolition job she was she was and that's clinical. And, and it was clinical. Compare that to... I mean, earlier in, in the day, there was a moment when uh, Harriet Dart had a really good performance against Karolina Pliskova, levelled up at one set all, had a horrible fall in the match. And yet, even though the commentators were describing the momentum she'd got in the match, I still had this sinking feeling in my stomach from a British perspective. I and mean, we try to be objective, but, you know, we keep an eye out for the British players, obviously, that... I still can't see her winning it, you know? And and when I was watching that score tick over for Katie Swan, I was thinking, right, when does it go wrong? I know that's a terrible thing to think, but, you know, that was my instinct. So, you know, she's obviously proved that wrong. Yeah, and she really, I think, you know, she's got a tough one in the next round. It's either Sabalenka or Buzanescu. Tell you what, that is a horrible draw for Sabalenka, the uh, Eastbourne. Oh, it's a horrible draw for both of them, but for the Eastbourne finalist to draw Buzanescu in round one. Um, so she plays the winner of that. Uh, if it's Sabalenka, she could be. I can't believe Sabalenka isn't completely exhausted. Um, so I don't know. She'd I think she'd back herself to to really give it a good go. She, I like her. She's not precocious, but she has a real self belief. She's she's got a bit of feistiness about her. Um, a bit like ki- anything like Cameron Norrie. you know, um, who's who's got a little bit of uh, you know bite about him. He's not worried I get the impression about things. She's, yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, in in that sense of sort of a, a good level of self assurance, yeah. you know, without being cocky. Yeah, in that sense, I suppose. Nori one set Nori all. On? One set all with Aliash Bedene. Seven six second set for Bedene. Three all in the third. You'll know the result when you listen to this. But anyway, <laughs> uh, we're excited about it uh, as we approach. What time is it? It's uh, ten to eight in the evening on the broadcast centre with Catherine shivering underneath the towel. Uh, thank so, goodness for the towel. Yeah, thank goodness for the towel. Uh, where do I get one? <laughs> anyway, um, what else has happened today? Anything else caught your eye before we look at tomorrow? Uh, Wozniacki was very, very good. She won uh, three in love, something like that. Yeah. She, she, you know, considering what a tight turnaround that um, is from Eastbourne, she was, she was very, very good. Um, what else has happened? Yeah, Pliskova winning three and three. Uh, Harriet Dart, she now plays Azarenka. Oh, yeah. How that about that for a second round match? Straight sets win for Azarenka today on court 18. Uh, so, I don't know, I, I've really Sloan, enjoyed hang day on, one. David. Yes, yeah. there is something else I'd like to cover, and that is Sloane Stevens. Oh, yeah, what happened to her? I mean, she lost I mean, six, it's one, always six, risky to, to pick her to reach, do anything, All isn't right. it? Because well, that's she what I did. Absolutely do it with I ease. had her in my final. Which I don't think, it. I have to say, as much as I'd like to gloat, I don't think that's silly. I hovered over putting her into my final as well, but then I thought, it's too risky. But it's every other slam now. I mean, she. I think she was first-round defeat in, at Wimbledon. She, she just, won the US Open, lost first round at the Australian Open, reaches the final of the French. She doesn't always fancy it, David. She arrived on Friday. Oh, I mean. She arrived in town on Friday. And it, that's not because she was busy playing warm-up events. She played no warm-up events and only arrived Friday. Love to that read is that not someone cards. that is committed to, <laughs> to trying to win Wimbledon. No, I'm, su- I'm, I'm surprised. Well, fair play, though. Donna Vekic, that's a good oh, one for yeah, her, Yeah, and it's it? a horrible draw. And yeah. maybe Sloane just thought, oh, God, it's too hard. <laughs> but, you know, it's, but, it's, I mean, it's yeah, disappointing, you, isn't it? 
you know you want to see some you should not have the fourth seed losing six one six three. You shouldn't, and you shouldn't have her only arriving on on Friday no. to for a first practice on grass. You know, it's not like she's played a whole lot on this surface in her life. You, she's no. not going to take to it in two days. No. And she was she was framing a lot of balls. It wasn't yeah, Vekic played well, but it she was all at sea, Sloane Stevens. So she's made a fool of you there, David. Thanks. Thanks. All right. Well, well, I haven't seen your predictions yet. Can't wait. You're at the top of the league. I can't believe after two slams, Catherine's second behind, obviously, Melanie Bowes, who's obviously winning again. She has got some kind of hoodoo going on. Sick of it. Anyway, (laughs) tomorrow, uh, everything is is stacked up early doors tomorrow because England play against Colombia in the evening. (laughs) So they've stuck all the Brits on on first tomorrow. Get them out of the way. So there's there's Naomi Brody opening up against Garbini Magarutha, the champion on centre court at one o'clock then at the same time basically is Kyle Edmund against Alex Bolt on court number one Johanna Conta starts at 11.30 on court number two against Natalia Vikliantseva there's Del Potro on at 11.30 there's Ash Barty at 11.30 later on on centre court is Rafael Nadal against Judy Seller who's playing in the graveyard England match shift Uh, Simona Halep's got that against (laughs) Karumi Nara as has Novak Djokovic against Tennis Sandgren Uh, Petra Kvitova who's my pick for the title mine too you boo honestly no anyway who have you got a beating in the final we haven't even come, you know who I've got oh, beating sorry. in the final we've <laughs> been talking about Sloane <laughs> Stevens who's out of the tournament who have you got Serena alright whatever uh, she's still in uh, and uh, yeah also all this stuff's happening tomorrow uh, I think that's about it Catherine go and get inside in the warm yeah I need a hot bath yeah hot bath uh, uh, in a 30 degree centigrade day <laughs> here on the tennis podcast brought to you in association with the Telegraph and sponsored by Amazon Prime Video the new home of the US Open uh, next month can't wait for that and it's we not are not next month it is I tell you oh you've got a bit of time off after this don't worry it's fine <laughs> and then we are of course executive produced by Melanie Bowes the greatest predictor of tennis matches in history uh, and uh, of course uh, tennisballs.com and triple s we're also sponsored by uh the manga club yes tennis podcastaways get your entries in you've only got until the end of wimbledon to show your love for the podcast in weird and wonderful places uh, maybe at wimbledon wear your tennis podcast shirt wear your new nod if you like the pod tennis podcast shirt that we've just released these are all things that can happen we have a ferret as our mascot how cool is that charlie how you doing speak to you soon 